Patty. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you excited? I'm a wreck, yes. <laughs> well, so am I. We are both erect and very excited for the fact that we get to introduce our very first Patreon subscriber. Yeah! Yeah! And not only yeah. is she our first Patreon subscriber, but she is also celebrating a birthday today. Right here, That's July correct. 16th, same day as our delicious Patty O'Brien co-host, both celebrating birthdays. Correct. But today, it's about Betsy. So, Betsy, here's a little happy birthday to you. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Oh, Betsy, you're so old. Oh, God, you're so old, but you're so damn giving to us. And the Patreon, the Patreon subscriber. Oh, dear pot. Betsy. Betsy. That's for you, Betsy. Congratulations on another trip around the sun. Amen. If you want to be celebrated in the same way that we just sent up good old Betsy, then subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Become a subscriber and we will make fun of you too. And with that, let's cue the music. Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely Dear upset. Over 30 years my son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy. Dear Abby, my wife is working out of the scene of women. Dear Abby, she thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. What I was going to say to you before I made, I made my tools call. Now... He has got about four hairs on his head now, and they just sort of move around a little bit. Sometimes they'll go a little bit more forward if he's growing it out. Sometimes he'll slick it back. But mm-hmm. you've seen his hair, and you've seen it mostly shaved. And uh, there was a time that, you know, back when we could all go into places without, you know, having to, to prove that your liver is clean and, you know, you, you bring a Sherpa sure. and a priest. Uh, he yeah. went to a, an Aveda product store and I love that story. he went to a woman and he talked to her he's like well you talk to me about the shampoos here's what i'm thinking and he carried on a 45 minute conversation with her about shampoos and conditioners that were the best for your hair and i was like you have four strands of hair on your head i, I i'm gonna i'll meet you in the food court I stood there for 45 minutes while he debated, oh, well, there's this shampoo, and then there's this shampoo, and I don't know what's better for the health of my hair. The health of your hair. Pluck those last four hairs. Well, I thought he looked lush. That's as lush as it gets. Oh, oh, you. You sit there and you look pretty. Don't make me hit you with the ring hand again. Oh. Oh. Dark, Some dark. light battering, gentle battering. Yeah. Oh, it is so good to see your face. Your disgusting Hi. face. How was vacation? Um, it was good. It was very good. I we were surprised at how um like well like that we handled it. Like we would sometimes we're like, I think we'll only drive for five hours and we drove for fifteen. <gasps> yeah. <You know? laughs> Set the scene. Where did you end up? You wake up in Utah. Uh, we woke. Well, we started 
uh, we had to drop Jenny off and then we went to Wisconsin from here and then like a direct shot. And we wow. made excellent time because Marcus is a great driver. So he got us there like maybe it wasn't 15 hours. I forgot what. Anyway. But you did it within the um, same day? Like you didn't take a break in the middle of the day? No. You're kidding. We left at like 11 and got there at like 11. Wow. So I don't know if that's like. He's amazing. Did you drive any of that or were you just precious? I drove like four hours. Wow. He was and the, motivated. And total. Well, then we drove from there to um, South Dakota. How was that? Actually, surprisingly very nice. Very enjoyable. I've never been to a Dakota and I've wanted to go to a Dakota. Not fanning. It was, it was right. No one does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked it. it. I mean, it's very, I mean, where we, I mean, it's, I think it's really hard to travel now because you don't really, there's really nothing that you can see. And if you do want to go someplace, everyone's not wearing a mask. Then you're like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. Like when we went to Mount, we went to Mount Rushmore and we got out and we're like, huh, I think, I think we're going to get, get back in that car. You picked the wrong week to go to Mount Rushmore because Trump had a rally there or something, right? We we went the day before, so it wasn't actually crowded because everyone's waiting for the next day oh. because they were still at home um, pressing their white hoods and sheets. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so hard to get a really crisp crease, you know? It is. It is. It is. Um, so we kind of ran out and it started to rain. So like everyone that was there left. And so we had we literally ran in, took a picture and ran out. And that was it. Wow. What do the faces look yeah. like? Are they still up there? Does one of them look like Cher at this point? I I envisioned like going up there and there being like some kind of like landslide or something, like one of the faces falling off. Yeah. I'm like, wouldn't that just be amazing? Or like everything starting on fire, like the next day when he gives like a speech and like one of the faces falls off and then like a forest fire after the fireworks. <laughs> just Teddy Roosevelt's mouth moves and goes, oh my <laughs> God, <laughs> avalanche. <laughs> You have to believe that that, I mean, I know that they have people out there maintaining the parks and everything, but how do you maintain a sculpted face in a mountain? I can't maintain the face that is on my bones right now. Well, I don't, I really don't know because I, I mean, I used to think it was kind of like interesting, but then when you realize that it's stolen, it's stolen land. And then you're like, it's kind of like my whole Thanksgiving. It's like, why don't you like Thanksgiving? I'm like, the older I get, the more I'm like, that's actually not a great holiday to celebrate. And then, so when it you loses hear the something of, for you when you look behind the curtain. Yeah, because I was like reading about it. I was like, oh shit. And it was funny. The closer we got to it, like the more it's like everyone was talking about Trump going, and then they were telling all the secrets about Rushmore. And you're like, ooh, yikes. The secrets of Mount Rushmore sounds like an awesome <laughs> dynasty type, like late night soap opera. Well, what you don't know on the other side of the mountain, um, the guy carved all the guys' dicks in real size. <laughs> if you walk to the other side, or just asses, four asses. <laughs> One has a depend. You think this is impressive? Wait until you see Roosevelt's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, Abraham Lincoln hardly had one. Slender guy. <laughs> What's that in his crack? Uh, 
<laughs> bush is starting to grow. Moss. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> a bush is starting to grow. George. <laughs> wow. I would then I would rush to mount. I would mount rush more of that shit. Isn't it right. so good to get out of the city though? Yeah. Like I kind of didn't want to. And when I got back, I was like, oof. Yeah. I want to be here. No, go back to Idaho. We can do this long distance. We're still in two <laughs> Zoom rooms. When will we ever be together again? Aren't you in a tropical storm right now? Yes, we are, and her name is Faye. Are uh, you flooded? Uh, um, yeah, we got a lot going on today, I got to say. We have uh, very full gutters, which we did not know. Until suddenly 5,000 gallons of water got dumped on it. Are you having a tropical storm over there? You're not that far. Um, we, it was like kind of bad earlier, but now it seems like now that I'm home and I walk through the rain, now it's done. We've been getting walloped. Walloped. Hmm. Um, well, hey, I might as well just jump right in 25 minutes later and say welcome. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I am your host, Harry Hamlin. Oh, oh how are you? How are you? Mm. And I'm Megan McCain. Ew. Ew. And we're coming to you from <laughs> both. Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen and... The Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Please, can I hear it? Beautiful. Wasn't it though? It's a tribute to you, my dear friend, because this episode oh. is the happy birthday to Patty Boy. Happy, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Uh, I feel like that's got to be Applebee's song. I don't know. Somebody sings Chili's. <laughs> is it Chili's? You know, for shits and giggles, I, I, I whipped open the Chili's menu the other day because I was talking to somebody about, I was like, oh, oh, that's what it is. It's that I saw an ad for Chili's and they were like, we got your back. Margaritas to go. And I was like, exactly what you need when you're drinking and driving. Like, <laughs> get, get your tequila behind the wheeler. Feeling good in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, my God. I just heard myself come back. The, the idea that especially in New Jersey, they're like, we're concerned about your public health. So we're bringing you El Caliente margaritas right to your Toyota Corolla. Delivered to if you. you like, if you like diabetes and drunk driving, then swing by Chili. If you like desserts that are described in globs, we're for you, Chili. <laughs> if you need a shovel to get through our cheesecake, <laughs> we serve all of our burgers on a stretcher. There's always a, a huge. Remember when we ate at Hands that day? Like every burger is served with a spear coming out of it, like a massive right. steak knife. It covers the tread marks. Yeah. 
Oh, and burgers. It's like, isn't this great? It's like, as if we're at like medieval times. It's like, it's okay. I already know that it's a dead animal. It's, you don't have to put a spear through it. Uh, Why don't you just put ketchup coming out of it? Like it's bleeding to death. The cowbell is a bit over the top. You, we could have done without that. <laughs> I could have done without the uh, leather shoes on the side. I kind of figured. <laughs> yeah. Does that, this tastes like spurs. Huh. Is that a horseshoe? Bruno Molly's? What is this? <laughs> It is, and if I decided, I was like, I'm going to go and take a look at this menu. It is so angry. It's so aggressive. One of the burgers literally says, we dare you. We dare you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't like things that like need to antagonize me to eat it. (laughs) Nor if they have something like warning, flaming hot nacho, Dorito, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I don't. I'm definitely not going to. I don't know anyone that's like, you know what? I think I will ingest that. Yeah. I think I will see if my ass will. Like, well, but that's the thing. There are the people in the world that will. Like, that's what it's aimed at. If Why is our only goal to light someone's ass on fire? Like, chili shouldn't be 10 alarms. But even their salads, I looked at their salads, and you, you know, you shouldn't use the word explosive when it comes to salad. No, a salad should be light. It should doesn't need to be like if you put the salad down and it and it, and it, like the woman's hands nearly break putting the bowl down, <laughs> then that's too much. If you're shaking to get it from the kitchen to the table, <laughs> if it's pushing your biceps, it's literally there is a salad called the quesadilla explosion. Quesadilla in a salad. And angry well, and soups. The soups are. So, I was like, soup shouldn't hurt. <laughs> that's that's why people. So that's why people eat soup when they're sick. So because it doesn't, because it's soft. So it's, it's not angry. You. Yeah, it shouldn't challenge your teeth. Nothing like that. Yeah. Not our French onion. Dip your dick in our soup. Soup. It's served like, in a piping kick, hot cauldron. The kick your ass quesadilla soup. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with it just being like a light conversation soup. How about that? <laughs> a light conversation. You know it's good. How about when... small talk soup? Small talk tomato soup. <laughs> Pillow talk, gentle. <laughs> like, and the idea that there there are adults in the world that sit down at this table and say the word dribblins or cracklins or any lins. Like, um, I'll have the chicken thumb dribblins and the explosion salad. Yeah, I want them to point to the uh, on the cow of where the dribblings is and the and the whatever <laughs> ends is. Now, because I'm sure look, you don't want that. If you look at a standard picture of a pig here, as you can see, to the left of the loin is the dribbling, <laughs> and uh, two two feet down from the ears is the crackling. It feels like half of this menu is directed at a guy who wants to blow out his O ring. Yeah, they're like, He's can like, you no, take I'm not it? Fucking- yeah, I'm not fucking gay. Why? Because I just had kick-ass chili that's going to set my balls and sack and asshole on fire. Okay. <laughs> that's the sound effect. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like my ass on fire. We dare you to make it to Christmas after eating this burger. <laughs> Wait, what? We dare you to purchase life insurance when you leave here. <laughs> now get this margarita and get in your fucking car. We dare you to say to your wife that you're going to have a kid by the time you're 40. And you're <laughs> you're you're going to be 40 in 2 weeks. We dare you to check your testicles at the doctor's office 2 weeks from now. <laughs> Good luck. 
We dare you. <laughs> Anybody want to try the new tumor tuna? That's right. You're gonna get. You're gonna get the largest tumor. Egg roll cracklins in your nuts. <laughs> Now I'm going to look up Guy Fieri's real. What is the real menu? I do want to know. We'll have to look it up. Well, I'll, we'll print that on our Instagram. Oh, speaking of Instagram, hey, hey, if you don't already, and oh, God, you should, follow us on your social media, which seems to be, um, I don't know, God. social media. Are we coming back to it now? I don't know. Follow us online at Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, your Facebook. Check out our Fabulous website, which is going to be getting a dusting up and a zhuzhing by our good friend Jonathan. So that's DearPodOfficial.com, where you can find every last bloody episode, every last crackling, dribbling episode, damn it. And, uh, of course, email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And let us not forget our Patreon page. Would you like to be a patron of the arts, especially these arts, which are more like farts? Then follow us at Patreon.com. Slash Deerpod official. We've got a follow-up. Um, so in honor of you, I'm going to send you a dessert full of globs and gooey. Oh, ew. <laughs> what is that? Uh, your, your delicious globs. Uh, because this week's episode is in tribute to you, dear Patrick. Dear Patrick O'Brien, tis your birthday. Let your hair hey. down, grow your hair out. It's Corona. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Happy birthday. That's right. This episode drops, airs, is delivered to you like a special gift on our dear Patrick O'Brien's day of birth. So be sure and reach out to him on his social media at, is it the Patrick O'Brien now? That is correct, sir. At the Patrick O'Brien, sir. And, of course, you can find him on Deerpod Official and give him so much birthday love that he feels disgusting and has to go get an STD test at the end of the day. So this is a tribute to you, dear sir. Dear, dear sir. Can I tell you something? And I'm, you know what? Maybe there's going to be a day where we do this, but we were discussing last minute. What do you get somebody? What's a good gift in this, in this time of quarantine, you know? Because it's difficult to send things to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. deliveries are delayed. And um, a friend of mine recently joined Cameo as a quote-unquote celeb. And, oh, God, I hope he's listening to this podcast right now. So you're, you're aware of Cameo, right? I'm aware of it. I still don't understand it because it seems like anybody can be on Cameo. Like, I think the guy that does math underneath my house is on Cameo, Cameo because everybody, everybody does it. Inappropriate Patty does Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. And you like, have to price yourself, but then Cameo comes back and says, and really kind of puts you in your place. So there's some Cameos <laughs> on there that are $1. And believe me, I thought about it because I was like, the $1 ones, like, what if you got a whole shit ton of $1 cameos and they all came in at the same time? I'm just thinking, you know, it, it seems to me like a very entertaining gift. But, you know, then you have all these varied um, prices and it's like, who the fuck do you think you are, Debbie Gibson? You're 200 bucks. Like, really, Bethany Frankel? You're $400. Come on. 
You you really? priced yourself. She four hundred dollars to get a cameo. If you don't know, if you're listening right now, go on cameo.com. You can pay Q level to uh not as Q. I would say like Q to K level celebs, you know, to mm-hmm. to give you a message. So for fifty bucks, if you want Mark Summers from Double Dare to call you and say, Hey, Patty, he's <laughs> Patty. You're lucky I put a shirt on for this. And um, you Mark know. Summers is dead. No, he's not. He's on cameo. Mark Summers from Mark- Double Dare. Yes, he is not dead. He's on cameo, and I know because I almost got you a Mark Summers cameo, and I wish that I did. Because if you got a message from Mark Summers and you thought he was dead, fuck. That I would, would be like, wait a minute. And I'd be like, do you know how much I paid to bring Mark Summers back to life and call you? Like the thawing alone. I mean, the refrigeration costs were, were unbelievable. But I wanted him to call you dead. and say fudge slide. <laughs> so like you can call, you can write to them and say, we want you to say blah, 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 or this person is graduating or this person has a birthday. So you can sort of like specialize things. So I was like, hey, Cameo, like, look, we're, we're trying to get unemployment over here. We don't have money to burn. But I was like, what's, what's like a $50 Cameo? And Mark Summers is right in that honey spot. <laughs> so Ken Bone is 25 bucks. I thought about Who's Ken. That? See, it takes a minute for people. Remember that guy at that town hall with the red sweater on that like made internet fame because he asked a question to Obama yeah. or something? And that red yeah. sweater. Uh, Rachel Dolezal is on there. I'm Have you not watched, kidding. Did you watch your documentary? She has a documentary? Stop it. Who doesn't have a and documentary? A She's a documentary and a book. Who the fuck is buying that? If only to so, prop up their couch. Yeah. So I was thinking of the guy from Family Feud who killed himself, <laughs> which is Ray, Ray Combs. That's what? what I was thinking. Who's Ray Combs? He was after Richard Dawson on um, Family Feud. Yeah. You know what? He's not on Cameo. Not That's... on Cameo. But can I tell you what we wanted? Here's <laughs> because, what we... <laughs> because he's dead. Here's what we wanted, but we've figured it out a little bit too late because there's some turnaround time with these things. Uh, I searched uh-huh. high and low for things that would resonate with you, down to Gabby Butler's mother. I would give anything to deliver you a, a cameo of her going, Hello, Pally, it's Gabby Butler's mother. And I just want to say to you because where you are, Patty, are you updating your Instagram, Patty? Are you updating it? But what I really wanted and what we came real close to, but time was of the essence. Um, Paula Dean. Paula Dean, my favorite racist. Your favorite racist, but I wanted her to address getting hit with a frozen ham. <laughs> you took it right. You took it right out of my mouth. That's what I wanted. It's one of the, it's one of the best fucking things ever. Ladies and gentlemen of the pod, if you have not Googled, this this Paula Dean getting a ham to the face, a frozen ham, then you have not lived yet. You really do yourself haven't. a favor, put us on pause, <laughs> Google Paula Dean being hit with a ham <laughs> and enjoy. <laughs> oh my God. 
didn't know it was being thrown. And you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. And but oh you know, you, you can get them to like say things to you. So we thought, is there a way to sort of sidestep it and get her to talk about the ham? And we wanted to say, our friend Patrick, it's his birthday, and he is a huge fan of yours. And he was so concerned when he saw that you got hit with the frozen ham. So if you could just <laughs> reassure him that you're okay. Like, if you could have heard the conversations that were happening over here on how to <laughs> get Paula Dean to talk about getting hit with the frozen ham, it was so... Like, if I put that much energy into any other area of my life, I would be a rocket scientist. But instead, I'm over here trying to figure out how to manipulate Paula Dean into talking about getting hit <laughs> with a frozen ham for your birthday, sir. <laughs> Watch out for that ham. <laughs> so this week, our tribute to you is birthday, birthday boy. Are you excited to be getting old? Yeah, why not? I have no other choice, right? <laughs> it's happening whether you like it or not. <laughs> Are you doing anything special for your birthday? Oh, yeah. I'm going to spend my birthday with my husband in my house on lockdown. Um, and with Henny Jenny, go anywhere. your girlfriend Jenny. Who turns four to Sunday. Oh, my God. You share a birth week with your dog. Oh, can I ask yeah. you something? And this is on a personal note. What is it like being away from her for a week because I am having a heart attack over us having to go away and they're going to be in and in the Barker lounge is phenomenal. And I love them so much, but I have never been away from them. And especially with, it, I'm still breastfeeding. Sure. No, I get it. Me too. Um, well, I know since she's not at a kennel and she's with our friends and they keep sending her, sending us videos of what she's been doing. And I'm like, Oh, she, she doesn't. She doesn't care about us at, at all. all. Mm. <laughs> she is like living her best life. She's like, she's gonna be so pissed when we pick her up. Oh. She's gonna be like, oh no no no, I'm not going back to that disgusting jungle where I've got to jump over piles of human shit. She turns into Madonna from A League of Their Own, and she's like, "What am I supposed to do, huh? Go back to taxi dancing? Five cents of some slob can sweat gin all over me?" <laughs> I'm never going back to that. So you go back there and you tell Mr. Candy Bar Man that he ain't closing me down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was well done. Yeah. Wow. Did you did you just watch it or do you have that in your back? That pocket? is in my mind. That is I can whip that out at any second if any directors or producers are listening. Mm. I have Madonna's monologue from League of Their Own readily available. So good. Because everybody needs that. Everybody does. I can give you that, or I can give you Steel Magnolias. I can give you the well, my Shelby. Well, yeah. So I can rotate between yeah. the, or I can even find a hybrid somewhere down the road. Oh, I know. I like that. I know. So birthday is the category. Would you like to, as the birthday boy, kick us off? Um. Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> I don't All know. right. This is from the Minneapolis Star and Tribune, February 17th, 1984. Dear Abby, I usually agree with you. However, I did a double take when I read the following item. Dear Abby, I recently celebrated an important birthday and received many lovely cards. A friend casually mentioned on seeing the stack of cards that I'd be very tired by the time I had written thank you notes for all those cards. Abby, does a person have to write thank you notes for cards? Signed, writer's cramp. Abby says... 
No one has to acknowledge anything, but those with the best manners acknowledge everything, cards included. Well, come on, Abby, you must be kidding. I hope you are showered with letters from readers protesting your answer. I can see it now. Thank you for the birthday card. Then the recipient sends a card saying, thank you for your card, thanking me for that thank you card. Then a card in return saying, thank you for that thank you card, thanking me for that thank you card. And then thank you for the dot, 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 dot. I think I will go out and buy some stock in Hallmark cards from VT Moon in Duarte, California. Mm. Abby says, you're right, of course, but I can't say I wasn't warned. My editor suggested that I rethink my stance, but I held firm to the belief that those who remembered an important birthday with a card should be thanked, along with those who had a costly gift. It's the thoughts, I thought, that counted. For example, Cary Grant, that magnificent living legend who recently celebrated a well-publicized important birthday, must have received 50,000 cards from well-wishers. Obviously, he cannot thank everyone who sent him a card, so there goes my logic. Let's just say that I was wrong. So if anyone out there sends me a condolence card for this colossal gaffe, don't expect a thank you card from me, Abby. Oh, ring the alarms. So I don't understand why anyone would ever think of sending. If someone sent me a card, that'd be it. Like That's a birthday, the end like, of the story. I, right. I think, so like anytime someone like leaves you a post-it note on your desk saying, hey, thanks for the flowers. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you, Post-It. And so then your desk is just covered with Post-It notes going back and forth with each other? Yeah, then it's just like Inception. It's a card within a card within a card. It's a turducken situation. Correct. A thank you card? Oh, my God. You know what? It's a generational thing. My mother-in-law sends cards upon cards. Thank you for that thank you card. Then you say thank you back, and then you're stuck in a never-ending loop. But the best part about her sending these cards is when you open them, for some reason, she underlines words, but not (laughs) words that have any emphasis on them. Not even Mm -hmm. it's like congratulations on your recent job. We love you. Like, just say that was what the inside said. She wouldn't underline congratulations. She'd underline recent. And then she put like Maybe. two underlines under like the or yours or your like. And what are you emphasizing when somebody underlines or italicizes something? My eye goes to whatever that is and pushes it in my head. So it's like, congratulations on your recent job. And then now it's just facetious. Like <laughs> now you're just a dick. <laughs> Well, maybe she's playing the word jumble, you know, like in the newspapers where you have to fill in like the circles and some are underlined or some are in a box. Yeah. And then like at the end of the week, you have to fill in all those. I don't really know how to do it because I'm not that smart. But maybe she's playing her own word game. No, she's doing it to get to my head because she knows whatever she (laughs) underlines, I emphasize. And then I interpret. I interpret it wrong. It's like when we were driving that day and I was at the gas pump. And it said, is this a debit card? Like debit, the word debit was huge. Like as if it's allegedly, oh, is this a debit card? My brain interprets anything capitalized, italicized, or underlined and absorbs it and calls it something personal. Like I take it personally. So if you got a card and it says, congratulations on your abortion, you'd be like, what is, what do you mean by your? It's a, it's, it's, I'm it's in it alone. Gemini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's nobody else. It's your, like, your choice. Like, I did it myself. Like, I'm the one that inseminated myself, and now I'm aborting it. And now it's your 
problem. It's yours. Yeah. You are to blame. Yes. Yeah. There's, so, there's always blame in an underline. Always. I get it. I get it. Even in a thank you card. I don't know why. I think that she has like stacks. I think if you're over the age of 50, like you get your AARP card and then about two weeks later you get a big box of thank you cards and you just keep them in your house and you just start giving them out whenever somebody comes over and takes a dump. It's like, congratulations on your recent dump that you took in my home. Like they'll send them out like it's, it's the equivalent to somebody going to a strip club and, and like flipping all the ones and making it rain, you know, mm-hmm. but for well, let's people. think about that for a second. Why? Like it's already demeaning enough that you have some 15 year old in like the ugliest shoes imaginable with the <laughs> ugliest lingerie licking and gyrating on a pole. And then instead of just like giving her money, like, you know, like a normal person, be like, thank you so much for, you know, like, almost like a bonus, like that you give to an employee. Here's your bonus. Instead, you're just like tossing it at her like she's a dog. Oh, no. See, I would appreciate somebody making it rain because to me, that's like confetti. It's a celebration. You know, it's, yeah, it's more like but dancing. The thing about con- but, but the thing about confetti is you're not picking up confetti. You know, Speak it's like 52 pickups. <laughs> When I was a kid, if there was confetti, you know, I was like on the floor being like, I'm going to save this confetti for later. I can use well, this again. Well, was the confetti actually candy? I don't understand. And yeah, but then you collect it and you're like, I'm going to use this in a thank you card sooner or later. Nothing worse than opening up a thank you card and something falling out of it that's not cash. The confetti is actually Necco wafers. Like, oh. I love these. Old people come with thank you cards and Necco wafers. <laughs> these are fantastic. They don't pull out my my bridge, and, and I can dissolve them easily on my tongue. <laughs> yeah. Thank you cards. I never, it was for the wedding, and that was it. I, th- I don't think I've ever sent a thank you card for a birthday gift. I don't think so either. I don't think so. And I'm okay no. with that. I'm okay with not I'm being okay. Emily Post. I like cards, but I'm not going to thank you for a thank you. That seems ridiculous. Are you a, co- are so you lay a card one on me. collector? Like, do you keep um, cards? I only keep cards from my mom, and I keep cards from um, uh, Marcus. And I think I keep cards from my friend Betsy, and that's about it. Oh, because they give good card? Uh. They're just meaningful, so that's why I keep them. Oh, God, I hate it when you show me your heart. Oh, I'm going to do a different article so I don't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from the Greenville Daily Advocate in Greenville, Ohio, December 9th, 1970. Not too far off from my birthday. Oh. Uh, Except for the 1970. (laughs) Old, old, you people are old. (laughs) All right. Birthday present was set of rules for wife. Dear Ann Landers, My husband says I'm crazy. After 12 years with him, it is entirely possible that he is right. We haven't had a conversation in years. All we do is fight. He says he could keep the house cleaner and the kids better behaved than I do. According to him, I am the world's lousiest cook. He has gone from 130 pounds to 190 on my lousy cooking. He thinks I should look the same as I did when I was 17. I used to be a size 10 and now I'm a size 12. He reminds me about it daily. Last year for my birthday, he presented me 
with a handwritten set of rules which I am supposed to follow. I can't telephone my folks long distance. I am not supposed to ask him to stop at the grocery store to pick up anything. He is so lazy you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) While he's lying on the sofa watching TV, he yells for one of the kids to come and change the channel. I don't know why I'm writing this to you. (laughs) You're only an advice columnist, not a magician. My marriage is a hopeless mess, but if you can think of something to help me, please let me know. <laughs> Signed, Beat. Beat. <laughs> Dear Beat, try to remember why you married the guy. It was only 12 years ago. You must have believed it would work. Instead of accepting the hopeless, why not try to do something about it? You both need counseling, but a man who won't even change TV channels is not likely to go for help. 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 It's spelled H-I-E-L-P. Jesus, editors, get on it. (laughs) So go yourself. You might learn something useful. I recommend family service. Anne! Ugh, that's terrible advice. A handwritten set of rules for my birthday. All the things I can't do. Thank you, 1970. It's not even like... I don't know why I would give it more of a pass if it were 1958 or something, but still, she's like, the sexual revolution passed, and I think I was sleeping. (laughs) Is this right? What would you do if Marcus ever, ever handed you a set of rules and could not get off the... Well... This was back in the day before remote controls. But could you imagine if you were too lazy to even change a channel? No. I, 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 don't, I don't think, I just, no. I mean, do you remember when you had to change the channel for your parents? Yeah, get up or go over there. Like you, That's the only reason that I think kids, people had kids. When TVs first came out, they were like, oh, I'm going to need something small to go change that channel. Let's have two children, all, Gladys. I've, I've worked all day. I'm definitely not going to get my fat ass up from this couch to go change it from Dynasty to Dallas. I'm not going, I'm not going to put myself into cardiovascular stress <laughs> to move my 190 pounds. Maybe she's slowly trying to kill him with food. Maybe. Like America. flowers in the attic. Maybe she's going to take him to Chili's. Who wants a margarita? Flowers in the Attic. God, what a good movie. There's something to watch okay. during quarantine, huh? That's really nice. And then have your mom give you a plate of cookies. Like, I'll pass. I don't need that. Actually, I love <laughs> I'm okay. it. Honest to God, those cookies look so good in that movie that so I was good. like, I'd kill myself for that ginger snap. Whatever. That- oh, my God. I would have eaten the whole plate. I would have been dead by, by lunch. <laughs> are delicious what is that is that arsenic it works so well with the raisins i'm probably never going to get out of here so i might as well enjoy it do you have another plate excuse me i'm going to go sleep with my brother while i'm taking a bath in his presence in the other room i'm just going to go finger blast my sister i'll be right back but these these cookies are delicious Ooh, that made me take off my hoodie hit me with another art eagle All right, this is from the Star Tribune, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Sunday, May 6, 1984. Dear Abby, every year my brother forgets my birthday. I never forget his. Last year, he telephoned me the morning of my birthday to wish me a happy birthday and said, I have a little something for you, but I'm a little under the weather now. I'll bring it around when I'm feeling better. 
I never got it. This year, he called three days before my birthday and asked what I wanted for my birthday. I said nothing, which is, which is exactly what I got. My brother is good to me. He makes all my car, he makes all my car payments, pays for my car insurance and car repairs, and if I need money, I can always count on him to give it to me. What the hell? Am I, being, am I being petty for feeling hurt because he doesn't remember my birthday? Signed, Forgotten Sister. Abby says, he doesn't forget your birthday. He just forgets to deliver a gift on that day. In view of his extraordinary generosity throughout the year, I think you should overlook his occasional lapse of memory. You're, bat- you're batting 364 to one, which isn't too shabby. Every woman should have a brother like yours. My question is, what? Why did she write this fucking letter? She's basically like my husband, like my brother. He forgot my birthday. He called me three days before. He pays my rent. He pays my car payments. He got my new boobs. I had, uh, uh, he paid for my vajazzling, uh, my pedicures. Um, but did you notice that she dropped that in at the end that she was like, I can't believe he always forgets my birthday. This is bad. That is bad. He forgets this. Oh, by the way, he's paid for my house in the Caribbean. And, oh, did I mention all those cars? I did get a new Jeep. Like, she just sort of, like, dribbled. She dribbled that right in at the end of her yeah. cracklings. Yeah. And- Every spring break, he pays for all four of my abortions. But <laughs> what a guy. I didn't get a card. It's just rude. I mean, a gift card even? Come on. Um, For the record, I have the same birthday as my brother, and I have forgotten to call him on our birthday. <laughs> oh, shit. So go scra- oh, yeah, fully. We have the same birthday, three years apart, but the same birthday. And a wow. whole day has gone by, and I'm like, what a wonderful day I've had celebrating me. And then I'm like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Got to make a call. I normally send cards if I, I I'm I don't really like to talk on the phone so much so I normally send cards and then a text as a follow up in case we didn't get the card or what have you. We're but. all lazy gift givers at this point, so we're we'll just like send a gift card and then an like a birthday email saying there's an Amazon gift card for you. Go in your Amazon. That's how right. little we care at this point. Unless you're under the age of sixteen, I feel like ah. You well, you get it, but you have five thousand <laughs> brothers and sisters. So now, what do they get you for your birthday? I don't get gifts for my birthday. Do they call you? Do they leave you a message? My mom usually calls me first thing in the morning. Cute. Um, since my friend Betsy and I share the same birthday, we normally talk either on our birthday or before or after, depending if we're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I normally get texts from everyone else. Ah, uh, birthday text, the most romantic of all birthday wishes. Yes, which is fine. Well, well, interesting. Um, maybe we can try to fix that this year. Maybe we'll give you a little something more. Paula Dane getting hit by a frozen ham. Paula. <laughs> oh. oh, hey. Oh, hey, y'all. Hi there, Patrick. Welcome to my overtly racist restaurant. <laughs> Oh, all right. I have one more article for you, and then um, and then we move on to some special gifts. We're moving on to the Moth Report, which is coming back this week. Uh, someone ex- asked me to explain what the Moth Report was because there were people who did not know what it was. So I will be doing that soon because, God damn it, if Jules does this to me one more time, do you know a good divorce lawyer? I do. 
Me too. Okay. Can you email it to me? Sure. I'm doing it right now. I'm going to milk him for everything he's worth. Milking. All right. This comes from the Park City Daily News in Bowling Green, Kentucky. August 3rd, 1978, a Thursday. Birthday date is no present. Dear Adlanders, I have a problem. I am 15 turning 16 in September and have never had a date. I am 5'8 and 1 quarter inches tall and have brown hair, blue eyes, and weigh approximately 140 pounds. Last night I heard my family discussing what they want to give me for my birthday. My sister came up with an idea. Why not pay someone to take her out? She'd never know, and maybe he'll get it on with her if the price is right. Dad said, that's not a bad idea. My mother agreed. Now all three of them are asking all my friends who I like. I thought of buying me a date. The thought of buying me a date for my 16th birthday doesn't do much for my ego. As a matter of fact, it makes me sick. What do you think about it? Am I too sensitive? Should I go along and pretend it's a joke? Not laughing much in Wentworth, Ontario. Dear Wentworth, I don't see anything funny about a father buying his daughter a date as a birthday present. For openness, any fellow who would go for that deal has got to be a jerk. Tell Daddy no thanks, and if he lines up a gigolo in spite of your protests, I hope you will refuse to go. Man! Her father wants to buy her a birthday lay. Yeah, that's nice. Just like your dad. Yeah, especially at 16. And he's like, I'm going to send you a goth guy that you're going to love. Ooh, Lordy. Ew. Ew. I can't. What kind of. I can't. I was watching this. I was watching this Donald Trump clip when he was talking. They're like, they clipped all of these mini clips of him talking about Ivanka. Oh, God. I'm disgusted already. And they're like, so what do you think of when you. You know, like things that you have in common with Ivanka. And he said sex. Am I not supposed to say that? And I I think I I was like, what? I hope you weren't drinking anything. (laughs) I would have choked. Can you imagine if my father ever said that about me in a joking way or otherwise? Are you kidding me? Or if he like referenced anything on your body, I'd be like, "Um, we're going to like, and it's on air. So it's not like it was just like conversation. Where you could be like, Dad, that was really inappropriate. It's like, Dad, that was really inappropriate. And seven million people just watched you do it. <laughs> that was inappropriate, and it was on MSNBC. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, how many satellites took that image and threw it out to the universe? And now, I will never forget it. There's because someone no one on Mars right to. now who's who just watched you say that you like my tits. Right, and that Fox. you and I have sex in common. Ew. That's disgusting. Well, you know, it all comes back to V.C. Andrews tonight. Gross. It's also that the sister was like, maybe he'll get it on with her. Can you imagine a sibling saying that to a parent, too? Like that conversation. Like, what do you think? Should they do anal? I don't know. Should they do missionary? I don't know. Maybe we can get two guys and they can double dick her. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what? Can you pass the potatoes? Like, what? Then they can give her the Mount Rushmore, front and back. Right. It reminds me of, um, do you remember that that um, HBO special series that was on for a little while called, I think it was The Bunny Ranch? And it was about, yeah, yeah about like 
the ranch of just prostitutes out in Reno, Nevada or yep. something. And it was so matter of fact. And it's like guys come in there and the girls line up and they pick who they want to be with for the night. It's it's literally like Texas has a whorehouse in it. And <laughs> but it was such a good HBO special. And I loved watching it. I legitimately did because I was like, you want to see what their clientele comes in. What do they come? What are they? Like some of them are married, they're not getting what they need, or like what's the, what are the backstories of the people? And mm-hmm. one of them was a mother who brought her son in because he was a virgin, and she couldn't stand him being a virgin anymore. And this kid was like, he was clearly nerdy, uncomfortable, maybe even on the spectrum. And the worst part was that to do the deal, to make the deal, you know, it's on the mother, it's on her card. Clearly. Mm-hmm. So she has to go into the room with the girl. So now like the mother's in the corner and the kid is sitting on the bed and the girl is straddling the kid, but she's like wheeling and dealing with the mother. And she's like, so what do you want me to do to him? And she's like, well, what can you do for $150? What can you get? Like a, a foot in a mouth? What, what, you know, like so matter of fact, it's like she's buying him his first car, you know? She's like, well, he doesn't want, like, the top model because he's not used to driving something like that. But you have something that's, like, a really easy stick shift maybe to learn on. What have you got for $150 on your lot? What can we do? Isn't that horrifying? (laughs) But it's true. Look up Bunny Ranch and look up the mother wheeling and dealing with the son. And, yes, of course, I watched this at 11 o'clock at night all alone. Now, when you blow him, are you going to use are you going to use that hand motion? Are you going to do like the, the suck and rub, or are you just going to do a little bit with your tongue? I are you going to put watch. a finger in his butt? You got to be real careful because I know when I help him in the shower, he has very <laughs> soft, gentle, delicate skin in the taintal area. I don't know if that's a professional word that you guys use, but mm-hmm. I know when mm-hmm. I'm handling it, a loofah is not your friend. Now, are you going to sh- shave that giant bush of yours before he <laughs> penetrates so you? Because mine is more of a runway with two blinking lights, just to let him know where he's supposed to go. I just want to okay. keep him what he's used to, you know? <laughs> and after this, we're going to go to Wendy's and we're going to get a Frosty. <laughs> ew, ew. Which, funny enough, is what his dad calls me when we're in bed. <laughs> Frosty. All right, so for the people who are just joining us now, uh, one of our segments that we like to do on this show is called The Moth Report, and that is when we call my mother to find out what the weather is like where she's standing. And whatever else she happens to spit out of her mouth, if it has anything to do with V.C. Andrews, anything to do with, you know, ginger cookies, whatever the case may be, we just sort of pull the trigger and let whatever happens going to happen. So here we go. Are you ready? It's time for the moth report. It's time to call my mother, who I call Mothra. Find out what the weather is like where she's standing. And whatever other crazy crap is going to come out of her mouth. God, I can't wait to hear. What fresh hell awaits us on the other side? Are you just think about glasses, Dad? She better not be asleep. That's three rings. Oh, Jesus. This is not, this is not boding well. Oh. 
<laughs> she got there eventually. Thanks to wherever you're standing. This is what it sounds like you just said. Hello. 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 <laughs> there she hi. goes. Patty, can you hear her? Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear when she picked up the phone and went, ho? <laughs> I was just watching the Three Stooges. Oh, oh, I don't oh. want to tear you away from the Three Stooges. <laughs> so what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what's new? Well, it's Patty's birthday episode. Is there <gasps> anything you want to say to Patty? Oh, Patty, happy birthday. We love you. Have a oh, nice well, thank birthday. you. I will. I will. Oh, well, then, how old are you today? Oh, 44. Wow, oh, I never thought a lady would tell, but there you go. <laughs> there I am. Yes. There I am. Uh, so Excellent. we're celebrating Excellent. him all day today. Well, as you should. That's all very, day. very nice. Yeah. Now, Excellent. What, um, how, are you having a storm down there? Are you having a tropical storm? We're having tropical storm Faye, which you only just told me this morning was going to happen to me. If only I yeah, had well, planned how, better. That's how tuned you are to the news. That was, we had the conversation today. I call her every morning and I say, good God, wake up, woman. How are you? You're <laughs> disgusting. And after I'm done lambasting her, she tells me instantly what the weather is wherever I am. And she was like, you're yes. having a tropical storm. And I was like, yes. really? And then I looked out the window and it was really like at that moment, it was like crack, bang, boom, water. <laughs> Flooding. There's well, I think it's coming our way now because it's supposed to rain tonight. So I think we're getting it. But we just finished dinner. We had sausages, peppers and onions and ice cream sundaes. Jesus. <laughs> Are Ooh. you eating at Guy Fieri's I'm... restaurant? What happened to Weight Watchers? <laughs> oh, good God. That's long gone. I don't unless they can use my stuff, my choices. I, I don't think I better go back. Hagen does is not on the Weight Watchers list. <laughs> no, everybody, we're good. But we have our physicals. We have our annual physicals. Your father just had his. Congratulations. Uh, well, did yeah, you go every, with him? No, I didn't go with. Him, but no. but I have to tell you a funny story. He was at the doctor's office, and like the nurse came in, and she said to him. Um, cause he's, he's been up in New Hampshire a lot. So she said, where did you get your tan? And he thought, she said, where did you get your pants? <laughs> <laughs> so he said, oh, thank you. Uh, calls. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no, you're tan. <laughs> we have an appointment for a, a hearing test. <laughs> it's long overdue. <laughs> That's all it took. One, one yep, question about it. Coles. We finally convinced him. Wow. <laughs> because he has evolved to phasing out women's voices. This is a true story. Yes. His ears have evolved in a way where he can no longer hear the pitch of a female. High voices. Luckily I, for me, yes. I sound like a 50-year-old man. <laughs> so yeah. I can cut through the red tape a bit, but still. Wow. Uh -huh. um, yes, yes. That's what they saw. I guess that can happen to you when you have a hearing test. They can tell whether you hear. You can't hear hide things. Hide things like like me. So <laughs> are you high right now? You got that. those said, wheat no. brownies you've always wanted. <laughs> he said uh, that's okay. I'm not. I can live with that. And so he's been living with it like for the past ten years, until the until you know a number of things have been happening. So he's he needs to have his hearing checked, among <laughs> so, other things. You know, there was a birthday that my mother... For some reason, I have a mental block, speaking of birthdays, against my mother's birthday. 
Uh, would you like to say what your birthday is? September 26th, the same day as Olivia Newton-John. Oh, <laughs> why can't I wow. make that connection? Honestly, that's like the yeah, first time you, I've heard you I say that. I you remember hers. <laughs> Xanadu. One Check year, when out. I had a really lean year, and I, I sent her for her birthday the shittiest jelly beans in the history of jelly beans. Where'd you get them? I don't know. It was like, I, I want to say online. red. It was a red box, and it looked so impressive online. And then it shows up to her house in like tiny baggies, and they were like red hots and black licorice. It was, it was the worst. Ooh. That happened to be the same year that my son gave us a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> for my birthday. So I look like a champ. That, he sent them to in, Alaska? I know, really, Jesus. Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> you want some salt for that wound there? Hmm? We weren't talking about your brother, but she had to slip it in. Yeah, she did. She did, didn't she? Yeah. Terrible. Me and my brother with the same birthday. I was born to replace him. Yeah, Clearly. sure. <laughs> uh, I would or love, maybe you were, or maybe you were born for parts, okay? You know, yeah, exactly. Of- they can mine me for. Good, <laughs> I have very good kidneys. Well, thank you so much for the moth report. Also, what can we expect of the week? Because it's is it going to be swampy? I don't know. I haven't even looked. What uh, is wrong with you? I, you that's I all you do is look today. at weather. It's going to rain today, but not tomorrow. So. No, it's going to rain tomorrow, but not the next day. So that's about that's about. We all have I the worst weather, girl. We We're going to start walking the road. <gasps> we both need some exercise. Yes, and, please. Uh, we, uh, you know, it's, it's like a mile too. walk, which would be good. So we could use it both. So we will start. Oh, that what is that? a hell of an alarm. Oh, my. I've never heard that one before. Welcome to New York. (laughs) Welcome to New York, where the city is on fire every five minutes. Oh, my God. I keep forgetting Patty's in New York. Patty's back in New York. Back safe and sound in his his hole in New York. Tucked away. Yeah. Good for him. Well, thank you very much for this week's Moth Report. Um, You go and take care of those pants from Kohl's. I will. um, We're going to go continue (laughs) to celebrate Patty's birthday. And the Yay, very special happy birthday, birthday Patty. Patty. <laughs> you take care. Bye-bye now. Right. Bye-bye, Jim. Bye. 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 Talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. He got her a cruise. Since uh, it is your very special birthday week episode, in lieu of doing Instagram mail this week, we have decided to pay a little tribute to you. So we've asked some of your fans to reach out and give you some birthday well wishes. So sit back, relax, and feel uncomfortable. All right, I'm already. Patrick Merida O'Brien, it's your fucking birthday. Happy birthday from Chuck and Paul. Oh. You're an old rotten twig of a hag, but we couldn't love you more, honey. Celebrating you on this very special day. Yes, sending you much love. Miss you. From your favorite queens in the cabin in the woods. Love you, honey. Love you. Oh, isn't that sweet? It scared the crap out of me because I was like, who do we know that's Irish? That was a very good accent. 
You know, their dialect work has come so far in quarantine. I mean, of all the things you're going to, if you don't learn a new language, at least learn somebody's dialect. I mean, it's only, it's only right. It's only right, isn't it? Uh, Do we have another little, uh, a little gem for you coming in here, coming in hot? Happy birthday, Patty. I love you very much. Um, we have a fun little life together. Thank you for making me laugh and teaching me all about Mariah Carey and all things pop culture of the 80s and 90s and pretty much nothing beyond. <laughs> love you very much. Happy birthday, Betty. <laughs> I love that your husband was singing to you and you didn't even know who it was. The look on your I face. I couldn't make that one out. I was like, what is, I'm like, is something wrong with my phone or is there something wrong with that piano? It's slow motion. Is that a really <laughs> lazy Marilyn? I don't know. <laughs> oh, and finally, finally, since we've all been so separated from each other for so long and we're all scattered to the winds, we have a very special call in guest for you this evening. Because we're mm-hmm. scattered to the winds, and all your friends cannot be with you, standing by your side, tickling your taint on this your very special birthday. Oh. Because we are in quarantine and the coronavirus has scattered us to the winds, we have flown in a very special guest via our iPhone. Broadway star and legend, Galen Gilliland! Hello! Happy birthday, Patty! Galen! <laughs> Your dear friend who has taken a small hiatus from the Mean Girls Tour to take some time out from coronavirus and stress to call you and give you good love. We have flown in Galen Gilliland. Nothing but the best for you. Look, we could not get the $100 Paula Deen cameo. We tried. Oh, I'll take Galen any day. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm in rainy, rainy Pittsburgh right now. Oh, Pittsburgh, Steel it City, has been baby. Hot as bones and 90 degrees for the past five days, and now it's all falling out of the sky. Don't you feel like you're turning oh. into a Tennessee Williams character at this in this like <laughs> moist heat? All I do is go outside and waft myself with a fan and say things like "Show is hot today, Father." I do. I do feel like a Tennessee Williams character, but much, much less sexy. I'm a Tennessee Williams character, but only a little less gay. (laughs) Right. There's no, there's nothing sexy about a sweaty game. But I am drunk and angry. So does that count for something? Yeah. Oh, good. So our fine Patty here is turning 438 years old next week. (laughs) I know. It's like, it's, I just, I, it's like, I just remember your 400th birthday. It was like just yesterday. Right, like it was yesterday. Like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Patty and I had the honor of meeting at your wedding. So really, you're the tie that binds. Congratulations. You're welcome. 
<laughs> we thank you, and we thank you for that specialty cocktail that really brought us together that night. Yeah, well, I I can only say that um, we did have a guest that is the winner, really, of the wedding, who had um, apparently had so many that he was like, I, I love this cocktail, and I don't even know how many I've had. And the bartender said, that's number 13, and you're cut off. <gasps> oh, my God, 13! <laughs> Oh, I know who this was. <laughs> <laughs> it Gilly, wasn't Patty. I'm on Zoom with Patty so I can see his face right now. His old, old, tired-looking face. And it is... <laughs> the best was him trying to work it out. And he's like, oh, 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 yeah, I know this person. Yeah, I was, I was in the yeah. hotel room next to them. Well, is there anything else that you two would like to discuss with each other before we bid you adieu on this Patty's birthday celebration? Well, when you asked me to be the special guest, I thought, you know, what funny anecdote or funny kind of situation can I talk about that, um, among many other things, that really ties Patty as one of my best friends and ties us together as as close companions through life. And I thought, well, we're in a wine club. We talk about the boozy uh, wedding that we had. And why not complete the, the comedy in threes with a comic story about Patrick in Fire Island. <gasps> oh, I'm Mayor? so excited. Please, you have the floor. <laughs> it's, it's not, there's not that much to it, except that. Because I, I don't remember it. <laughs> He's so oh, you just said the punchline. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a weekend that we sort of impromptu got away to. And I have some really great friends out there who are so generous to say, come use our extra room and bring whoever you want. And I chose Patrick O'Brien. And we went <laughs> oh, and <laughs> we went there. And my favorite night, I mean, there were many, uh, not many a night that we spent there and, and got in a, in a drunken or otherwise state. But this particular night, we had started early and we had, the nature of Fire Island, you know, you hop around to people's houses. So I think we had been to several other people's houses that day. And we found ourselves sort of going back to our house because our host said, well, dinner's at eight. So we'll see you then, you know, and they were always perfectly generous about like, we know you have people here, go see them, but come back. We're cooking dinner for you. So come have dinner with us at eight o'clock. And we got back there pretty drunk. We ate dinner pretty drunk we finished dinner and then we proceeded to go on with the rest of our night and the next day i was saying yeah patty and i are sort of recounting the the previous evening's situations and stories and i said well at dinner you were like and he's like what i was like yeah at dinner you say he's like we had dinner oh my god (laughs) no (laughs) recollection of dinner whatsoever he's like what did we eat? And I was like, <gasps> I think we had like a spaghetti. He's like, we had pasta. Oh. He was so pissed. <laughs> he was he was more pissed that he didn't remember it, but more pissed that he ate carbs. Uh, the thing he was more pissed about is that he yeah he ate carbs. That was the the hat on the hat God, yes. of the the worst of the worst. And what I was, was like, you like, don't remember? <laughs> did you have any recollection eating no, pasta? I, I mean. You still when don't. Galen and, like, when we were talking about it, like the next day, it was more like, 
I feel like it was like a series of like, what? Like, what? 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 Like, <laughs> I did who? Like, when? Like, yeah. And then, and then we went, we went out for drinks. We went out for drinks. Yeah. We met up with Jill. We met up with Jill. And then we came home. We came home. And then we had dinner. We had dinner. Yeah. And then we went out again. We had went out again. Like, it was like, 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 like everything was like a fucking, like, support, like a, like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's your turducken. It kept opening yep. up yeah. to you. That, uh, I mean, but that's Fire Island. It's a big gay treehouse. The times that I were there, I have very, I mean, I, I, the stories were legend the next day. That's the best yeah. part about it is half of your brain dies when you get on the island. It's like a Stephen King book. I always say it's like being in a whole other country. And if part of your weekend didn't involve the meat racks, then that's a win. Or uh, it's a lose if you're talking about the r- different parties. Depends you know. on how you want to see it. Depends right? Depends the type of person you are. Yeah. I do remember I was doing a show out there for a hot second and, uh, you know, for free because why would we get paid to do what we do? So it's if you had never been to Fire Island, like everything is on boards. Like so you walk around. It is like a gay treehouse. So everything is on these elevated ramps to get you from place to place. And there was a woman doing the show who was like 75 years old and apparently got drunk and fell off the side of one of those ramps and just decided, I guess I'm sleeping here now. And they found her the next day, like near the ramp, near like the full height of the ramp. She must've dropped about six feet, but she was just there like, eh. And she was in an episode of Sex and the City that came on because I'll always watch it. And she, she lived next door to Miranda on Sex in the City, and I was like, oh, my God, it's drunk Fire Island lady. She slept where she landed. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> she slept where she landed. I think she's no longer with us, and that's actually on her tombstone. Oh, I sleep where she I land. She slept where she landed. <laughs> <laughs> and I now an Irish blessing. May ye sleep where ye land, if ye land on Fire Island, with ye ass in the air. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, there wow. you go. If anyone has a nickel, yeah. If anyone, <laughs> well, we thank you so much for being our very special yeah, guest on this here podcast. Of course. Um, for for I, our I, 35 I, listeners, where can they find you online? Oh, I'm at Galen Gilliland Miller on all your Insta, Twitter, and Facebook. That should no. be real easy for the people to Insta find. Insta and Twitter. But I'm an Instagram yeah. person. I'm not a Twitter person, and I probably post on Twitter three times a year. So agreed, agreed. I love don't look a good for too Insta. much there. Yeah, you guys, thank you for having me. I listen to you, of oh course, all the time, oh, and I feel uh, like I'm constantly with you, except for I can't ever say anything. So now I actually got to say something. <laughs> well, now, now we've let you out on. of the cage. Exactly. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we've released you into the wild. We are so happy to have you on this special Patty's birthday Absolutely. episode, ladies and gents. Let's hear Yay. it for Galen Gilliland. Yay! Thank Yay. You. Love you. Miss you. Miss love you. Miss you too. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, what a special birthday greeting for you, huh? Your friends love you. All three of them that we could scrape up last minute because we couldn't afford Paula Dean. I know. Right. I've offended the others. (laughs) Shake them away. Shake them away. (laughs) Hello, Patty. I'm offending people all the time. All right. So in honor of you, it's time for a... Specialty cocktail, special birthday drink. It's your birthday, and you all might as well drink it away. Hurt your liver, slap your liver, place your liver. Flowers in the attic, 
We should have a drink called Flowers in the Attic. Just a suggestion for a coming episode, maybe. If we do like yeah, an if incest. Yeah, you don't want to wake up the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Either like if, if sleep is the theme episode. or if we have an incest episode. <laughs> we'll do Flowers in the Attic as a cocktail that very floral, you know. But for this week, for you, on our specialty birthday episode, we have Patty's Birthday Booze. Stolen, tweaked, hemmed, and altered by a one-man Chuck E. Cheese birthday extravaganza rolled into one Mr. James Jules Ferris. For this, you've got two fresh strawberries, two ounces vodka, not really a carb, not heavy, uh, one and a half ounces of Lille Rouge, three quarters of an ounce of lavender simple syrup. Are you ready for this one? So in a shaker, you muddle two strawberries together, you add all of your liquids, you add your ice, you shake, you double strain into a martini glass and garnish with a strawberry. Now, here's the tasting notes from my jewels. How can this be? How can we possibly come up with such a delicious drink for our birthday boy and he cannot even be in the same room to enjoy it? How can we sit here in the Maha Atiki Lounge at the world-famous Pineapple Ranch and enjoy a delicious celebratory cocktail without the man of the hour himself being here with us and not enjoying said cocktail? Well, you know, shit happens. He's not here and this looks delicious. Strawberries are juicy, sweet with a slight sour taste, and that was our jumping off point to dedicate a drink to our own Patrick O'Brien on his day of days. So let's add a clear spirit to the mix and give us the alcoholic kick we need. Then we add a little aperitif, some Lille Rouge. That's going to give this liquid birthday gift a bouquet of fresh orange, ripe berries, vanilla, and delicate spices with a robust structure. We're talking very ripe, dark fruits here, people. And we conclude with a little lavender simple syrup, floral, earthy, and a little bit gay. What more could you ask for your birthday cocktail? For our birthday boy, who was also floral, earthy, and a little bit gay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patty's birthday booze. It's about time. Oh, it's so red and angry. Look at that. <gasps> it's an angry red. It's an angry red like me, but in honor of you. Well, here it is. It's called the hemorrhoid. After after five hours delivered to me on a stretcher <laughs> and going straight down my gullet, this margarita. This is Patty's birthday booze right here, ladies and gents. Cheers ooh, to ooh. you, birthday boy. Suck it. Suck it down. Suck that shit. Like what? Oh. Oh, yes. She's like you, a smooth criminal. It's Thank fruity. You. Like you. True. It's strong. Like you. Okay. It offends my family. Like you. This is lovely. Does it taste a little bit like meth? Like me. It tastes, yeah. It smells like shame. Like you. Mm. Oh, yeah. Still dealing with it. This is bizarrely, like, you feel like it's going to be sticky sweet, but then you drink it and it's not. It's like... (laughs) Just like you. <laughs> Surprisingly sweet. What? I can. It has like the lavender kicks you in the back of your throat right as it slides down. Ooh. I should be writing for Guy Fieri's menu. I should. How do you get the job writing for the menu? <laughs> if anybody needs a I'm, menu written. <laughs> they come out, they're like, who just wrote that in the bathroom? 
I want I want that guy on my I, team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know a menu is good when it has the words we're gonna. Like when they tell you what yeah. they're gonna we're gonna take five pounds of the finest bison. Wow, it's Whoever so just wrote that thing about my mom and what they're gonna do to her in the bathroom. I want him right in the menu. <laughs> you come over here now. You're hired, sir. You're hired. Have you ever done Did morning you do those zoo radio? Of my mom's vagina. I want you to do illustrations of our menu. Do you have an offensive misogynistic podcast? I want you writing my menu. <laughs> <laughs> Cracklins and dribblins galore. This is just delicious. Congratulations to you on your birth. I'm sorry that you are, are celebrating with your crappy Dunkin' Donuts and that you can't be here to enjoy this very tasty strawberry vodka, lily rouge, lavender syrup cocktail in honor of you, baby. That's so good. So good. But we're enjoying it without you. <laughs> That's a good birthday. <laughs> and we're done. That is really great. Try that.